0: Hi, I'm Tanner Olson, and this is episode two of Walk a Little Slower, a podcast where I share a thought, a poem, a question, or message. This is a podcast where you are invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually keep going. Welcome. Welcome. One of my favorite parts of the internet is that we get to ask each other questions. In high school, I remember sending a MySpace message to a musician after seeing him play at a festival. I was just a 17-year-old kid with a limited view of the world and God and life, but... But I was curious. Curious enough to creep on someone's MySpace page and send them a message. And for what it's worth, I don't think it's that creepy. And the word curious has stuck with me recently. Maybe because... Ted Lasso talks about it. Now, if you haven't seen the, the show Ted Lasso, well, it's really good, and what were you doing during the pandemic? But all you need to know for this part is that Ted Lasso is, was an American football coach who now coaches an European soccer team. However, there is so much more to the show than this. Ted is also witty and kind and, and honest, and many think that he is a pushover because of those qualities, but he's not. Also, Ted has a boss mustache. In one episode, while playing darts against one of the antagonists of the show, Ted brings up a quote about curiosity. Now, Ted and this antagonist, they've they've made a fairly large wager, and everyone thinks that Ted is going to get smoked by the other character. As they are throwing darts, Ted begins to speak about how people have looked down on him and have counted him out. They didn't give him the time of day and judged him without asking questions. Now, this is a pretty long quote, so hang with me. I wish that I could play it for you, but this is only the second episode of my podcast and I don't wanna get sued or or something. Truthfully, I don't really know how all that works, but I don't wanna find out. So as I read this, picture Ted Lasso throwing a perfect game of darts while at the pub. It's this incredible scene, one that you can certainly find on YouTube. But Ted says this, guys have underestimated me my entire life and for years, I never understood why, they used to really bother me, but but, but then one day, I was driving my little boy to school and I saw a quote by Walt Whitman, it was painted on the wall and it said, be curious, not judgmental, I like that. So I get back in my car and I'm driving to work and all of a sudden it hits me, all them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them was curious. You know, they they thought they had everything figured out, so they judged everything and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it, because if they were curious, they would have asked questions. Questions like, "Have have you played a lot of darts, Ted? To which I would have answered, yes, sir every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 until I was 16 when he passed away. Barbecue sauce. Ted says those two final words, barbecue sauce, wins the game and ends the conversation. Curiosity is worth holding on to. And I also got to believe that curiosity is worth celebrating because curiosity, it teaches us something. It always teaches us something. Maybe it's one of the reasons why I try to answer every message I receive online. I want to honor it. I want to honor the people who are sending me those messages. I want to be like the guy who I messaged on MySpace in high school who said, yeah, I'll, I'll respond. I'll, I'll talk to you. I want to encourage people to stay curious and ask questions and live a life of wonder. And that, and that all sounds pretty hippie, but I think it's a good way to live, to be curious And not judgmental. Thanks for that, Walt Whitman. Now, going back to the guitarist I messaged in high school, he answered and we talked about faith and God and art. I misspelled words and tried to sound smarter than I was, but he was gracious. And maybe even a little curious, too. He was in his 20s and had traveled the world, interacted with other faith communities, and had more scars and stories than I ever thought that I would have. Now, I, I have those scars and stories. I even printed out our conversation and kept it in a journal for a while. It was like a trophy. I was, I was proud of it. I don't know why, but but his response and his time, it meant something to me. And it taught me that I could do the same, that I could give my time and attention and, and the little that I have come to know about the world and life and God, I could share that with other people. The other day on Instagram, I did one of those ask me anything things on my story Now I understand that was a poorly worded sentence, but I'm not sure how else to say it, but you get it, right? Like people sent me questions and I gave them answers or I attempted to make a joke of some sort. And one of my favorite questions that was submitted was one that I have asked myself before. And I have to believe this question was born out of honest curiosity, but they asked, are there ever times when you just run out of hope? And I don't know who sent the question, I don't know the story behind this question, but I, but I do think each of us has our own story behind this question. Are there ever times when you just run out of hope? And Maybe that question came from loss or uncertainty, grief, pandemic, exhaustion, fear, heartbreak, or, or maybe just a bad burrito. I don't know. But that question can come from really anywhere. Lately, I've, I've been thinking about how we are to honor our feelings. And again this also sounds a little uh, a little hippy dippy to me but but it's true we have to honor our feelings feelings aren't something to be ignored or stuffed away there is something to them there's something behind them and a friend once told me that emotions they're not to drive the car that our feelings are not to drive the car but they also aren't meant to be stuffed in the trunk we see them we honor them <laughs> one of my favorite bands is newfound glory And in their song understatement, they sing, I can't help how I feel. And it's true now, yes, this song is about a breakup, but all that to say, sometimes we, we truly can't help how we feel and sometimes, and I don't know, maybe it's just the winter that we're in, but sometimes I just feel meh. You know what I'm saying? I just feel meh now I do believe when we talk about feelings and emotions and mental health. And for what it's worth, I, I do believe the church is doing a, a better job at talking about mental health. And I think our society is doing a better job of coming alongside those who are, who are struggling or those who feel meh. And overall, I, I think that we're doing a better job of continuing with hope through seasons of darkness, trouble, and our own personal mehness. That's meh-ness, not menace. And yes, menace is a new word that I just created. Trademark. But what I have come to learn is, yes, I I cannot help how I feel, but I have also learned that how I feel does not change the truth. But the truth doesn't always change how I feel. Faith, hope, and love, they always remain. However, sometimes I just feel sad. I feel lost. I confused. I feel unsure. I feel behind. I feel, to say it again, meh. But through it all, the truth remains. Recently, I, I talked with a friend about the phrase choose joy. Now, before I go any further, I just want you to know, it's okay if you say this. Sometimes I disagree with it. And sometimes it doesn't make me feel like I'm at home. But we both my friend and I, we, we, we have a hard time with this phrase, it rubs us the wrong way. But that's we'll get into that in another podcast. It's coming, don't worry. But this phrase choose joy. When I read it, I feel like it sees past how we feel and it directs us to, to choose joy, something beautiful and good, but, but it doesn't really honor how we're feeling at the time. If you're feeling sad or if you're hurting or if you're depressed or under the weight of judgment without curiosity, choosing joy in that moment doesn't seem fair to how we are truly feeling. And if we, if we don't reveal how we feel, if we don't sit with how we feel, it's going to be hard to heal. As my friend and I talked, she reminded me how God cares how we feel. How God, he cares about what we are going through. He doesn't see our sadness and demand that we choose joy. That's not how love works. God sees our sadness. He sees our grief. He sees our fear and worry, and he invites us to come close. To come close to himself, to love, to peace, to hope. There have been times when I feel like I have run out of hope. There are times when I misplace it, there are times when I forget about it. There are times when I ignore it. There are times when I run from it. There are times when I bury it, but you cannot run out of something that doesn't end. Hope doesn't end. Hope it remains and hope it leads us forward. I'm coming to see and believe that hope, that hope can also be heavy. Hope isn't something that we tuck in our pocket, but it's something that we carry together. Recently, I read that hope is a team sport, and I really like that. Emily Dickinson, the wonderful poet, she wrote that hope is the thing with feathers. And I think that's beautiful, but I had to read the whole poem to understand what she meant. And I get it now. And she's right. Hope is the thing with feathers. But I also think hope is a hungry lion it fights back, it searches, it keeps its eyes open, it is restless and yet confident. My hands, they they can't help but write the word hope. If you follow along with my writing, it comes up all the time. Hope is in me. It's active, it is breathing, it is singing, it is continuing, it is calling. And I'm not sure hope can be put into words, and perhaps this is why I write about it so often. Line after line, I am attempting to put into words what cannot be put into words. This might sound useless, like walking toward a dead end, but for me, it is therapeutic. It's a therapeutic reminder of the truth that hope is real, and it remains. Over the years, I've come to see that hope is the full assurance of what God will do. Hope is a confident expectation that good will find us in the future. Hope is a peace that continues through the chaos. Hope is beauty in the brokenness. Hope is the certainty that remains in the uncertainty. Hope is the sun rising and setting and reminding us the light is on the way, that the light is always on the way. And as I've written and shared hundreds of times, hope doesn't let the story end, but it keeps our story moving forward. How do you define hope? Often we confuse the word hope with wish. Which is like confusing gunpowder with sand, although we use the two words interchangeably. Hope is much more than a wish, leaving us with very different results. In hope, there is an unshakable com- confidence and everlasting certainty, while a wish, it lacks confidence and it lacks certainty. We roll the dice with a wish, we hold the answer with hope. At the start of this year, I, I shared two words to hold on to for the year 2022. Those two words are hope forward. They had been rolling around in my head and soon became this mantra of sorts. These two words have been a faithful reminder to keep going when it's time to keep going. Now, sometimes, sometimes it's not the right time to move on to what is next. Sometimes moving forward looks like being still. Sometimes the right thing to do is to sit and to be and to rest and wait. And I'll sit and I'll be and I'll rest and I'll wait with hope. Hope reminds me good is here and good is on the way. Somehow, it's both of those things. It is here and it is on the way. And again, hope is beautiful and heavy and needed and comforting. Without hope, it is hard to move forward. But with hope, we cannot help but move forward. So I'll hold on to hope as I go. After all, it doesn't run out. I'll hope forward as I sit still. As I take the next step and meet whatever comes my way. Hope forward. Barbecue sauce. Before I share a final poem, I'd like to say thank you for listening to episode two of Walk a Little Slower. If you have a question you'd like to submit, send it to writtentospeak at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram. I just told you, I like getting messages, they're very nice. And i love to answer it or to turn it into a podcast episode. So thank you again for joining me on this episode. As always, you can find me online at, at Written to speak on Instagram or at written to speak.com. If you'd like to support this podcast in my ministry, visit patreon.com slash written to speak to become a patron. Your monthly donation allows me to spread hope and announce love through written and spoken word like, like this podcast. You are invited to subscribe and share this episode of Walk a Little Slower. Before I sign off, I'd like to share a poem from my book, Walk a Little Slower. It's a poem titled, Remain, and I think it's fitting for today's episode. Remain for another day. Remain with a hope that remains. Remain to work through the shame. Remain to fight through the pain. It's okay to sit with the pain. To wonder how and why. To not know what comes next or... When to take another step. And hear me say that's okay. Our pain needs time. And our pain needs another by our side. And our pain is not the end, but our pain needs time to mend. And we have time. And we have each other. It's okay to sit with the pain because I know, I know hope remains. Hope.